2: Wednesdays with Walton coming up here on scoops with Danny Are you currently sideways with the IRS years of unfiled tax returns, keeping you up at night facing tax liens, bank, uh, bank levies, wage garnishments. If so, you need to contact attorney mark milton stltaxlawyer.com proud st louis u law school alum that is mark milton irs problems stltaxlawyer.com today remember the choice of a lawyer an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements also don't forget this is the waterproofing season for basements Stratum Structural Systems. Stratum Structural Systems. StratumRepair.com. Tell them I sent you. They'll take care of you. And that is StratumRepair.com. Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with Danny Mack. And let's say good afternoon to Brian Walton. Hello, Brian. How are you?
1: Doing great, Dan. It's a pleasure to speak with you as always.
2: It's always a pleasure to visit with you. And there's a ton on the site as you have come back from. Uh, The Arizona Fall League, and if uh, you want to get caught up at thecardinalnation.com on what's happening with the top prospects of the St. Louis Cardinals, now is the time to do it at thecardinalnation.com with those top prospects. I love your in-his-own-words, and you've got a series up with a number of the very good prospects of the Cardinals, and I want to jump into the first one that caught my attention, and that was Mason Wynn. Um, Fun young man. He's been through a lot. What did you take away from your visit with Mason Wynn?
1: Well, it was great to sit down and talk with Mason Wynn. Of course, he's very much anticipated as the potential shortstop of the future for the Cardinals. And as you alluded to in your initial comments, Dan, uh, Mason Wynn had some maturity issues when he was in high school. Um, he had a suspension, you know, got into some trouble. And it was probably very fortunate for the Cardinals that that happened. And what I mean by that is that in the spring of 2020, between Mason Wynn being suspended and the COVID uh, outbreak that occurred. Mason Wynn didn't really get to play, hardly at all. And he's a two-way player, of course, in high school. And because of that, teams might not have taken him as early because they didn't know for sure what they were getting in him. And of course, with question marks potentially about makeup, uh, but the Cardinals had scouted him extensively and were, you know, delighted when Mason Wynn uh, fell to them 54th overall. And when I sat with him now, he's, you know, of course, had now three years, uh, two-plus years as a professional. He went to the the alternate camp after signing in in 2020. And I was impressed with his his maturity. Uh, Mason, Wynn, you know, understands the game, he understands where he fits in the game, what role he plays. He knows that he's either a first or second hitter in the top of the lineup and is the kind of player that didn't seem to be um, so focused on his own stats that he didn't mind hitting behind Matt, uh, Mike Antico, who was a stolen base champion uh, for the system. Uh, He certainly understands the strength of his arm and the importance of playing shortstop. He's not bothered, for example, by the, uh, the, the shift, you know, being uh, put in place he actually feels that that may be an advantage. Um, And, you know, he's, he's definitely focused on business. He, he stole 43 bases himself. So, you know, he certainly can run and is, you know, a multi-tool player. Now, you know, having said that Mason Wynn, um, you know, he only spent part of the season at double a uh, he he will likely be the shortstop at triple a this year and in the second half if things go right go right uh, for him and and not so right maybe for others you know we could see mason win but you know it's certainly by 2024 and so then that leads to a challenge for the st louis cardinals of 2023 they can't count on mason win don't know what they have in paul de young certainly tommy is going to be great wherever you play him uh and and Brendan donovan's certainly produced The future for Nolan Gorman defensively, not clear. So the Cardinals have a lot of issues in a market where there's some very, very good free agent free agents available at short uh, in terms of what they do. Mason wins the kind of athlete that you're not going to want to move off shortstop unless you have to, but, you know, we've seen, you know, Trey Turner have to play a second base now and then because of uh, other players on the team. So, you know, those are problems that you would love to have and figure out a way to work them out later on. But, you know, Mason Wynn's not going to be a guy this winter that the Cardinals are going to put in the first and foremost of their thinking for 2023.
2: Right. And another one in your series of in his own words was Pedro Pajes, and that's another guy that I think we need to probably pay a little bit more attention to. We, we talk a lot about Herrera. We talk about Kisner, but this young man, uh, he is coming and he's, he's coming pretty hard in this
1: Cardinals minor league system. That's right. Pedro Pajes It was a nice uh, opportunity for him to get sent down to the fall league. Uh, he had started Springfield, played very well, came up to Memphis and not surprisingly, uh, you know, he didn't hit as well as he did in double-A. um, Pedro Pajes gets, he's been to, now I think, two spring camps as a non-roster invitee. Uh, he, he draws raves from every pitcher that he worked with works with regarding his understanding of the game in working with pitchers on their plans, in helping and guiding them. And, you know, that's not something that shows on the stat sheet. But uh, he's also bilingual, which, of course, helps him with the Latin America players as well. And so Pedro Pajes is the kind of guy that, you know, is you want to have in your system. And he was kind of a long shot in terms of whether he might be protected in the rule five draft. But, um, I guess the feeling was, you know, he didn't hit particularly well. Pajes in the AFL wasn't bad, uh, but wasn't such that he's probably viewed as being majorly league ready today, but I could easily see Pajes and Ivan Herrera, you know, sharing the catching duties in triple a Memphis this year. And maybe the Cardinals will, uh, you know, avoid bringing in the MLB veteran type, Uh, with that kind of catching depth in the system, assuming that Pies is still around.
2: We've seen uh, teams across Major League Baseball, they've had to cut ties. Uh, With guys that uh, you've heard about, certainly Delvin Perez would be one that uh, the Cardinals had a high draft choice on him. He fell in the draft. Cardinals took him. You thought it might be a steal. That didn't work out. But the point being is that you've had to say goodbye to some minor league free agents. And uh, that's just basically across the board. That's the business of minor league and major league uh, baseball right now in 2022 and 2023.
1: Yeah, Cardinals, uh, there were 16 players uh, that left the Cardinals organization uh, as minor league free agents. Of course, you know, we know on the major league side, it's Quintana and, and Dickerson, but 16 players on the minor league side. And they're guys that we've heard of and talked about in, in the context of St. Louis, you know, the Zach McAllisters and the T.J. McFarlands, who were brought in from the outside, called the Corey Spangenbergs. But, but then there are also some players who have come up through the system, uh, like a Brady Whalen first baseman, and just you know didn 't advance uh, quickly enough, source delvin Perez as you know we 've talked about was a first round pick and defensively you know was exceptional, but never you know, really showed enough consistency with the bat. And he's still 23 years old. Delvin Perez is going to get a chance probably with another organization. But, you know, for in to his benefit, you know, it might be better if that's, uh, you know, potentially somewhere else where he can get a fresh start. And I think there's still a chance, you know, we could see Delvin Perez in the major leagues This probably won't be, uh, you know, as a starting shortstop as the Cardinals had hoped, uh, you know, in the past.
2: And with that, it's really right now a time that's the manipulation of the 40-man roster, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. And the Cardinals, you know, of course, uh, outrighted, which means to take off the 40 man roster. Uh, two players a couple weeks ago, Cody Whitley, the pitcher, and um, Kramer Robertson, an infielder. And then in the meantime, the Cardinals, you know, made a trade with the Indians. Uh, Jose Fermin, who's an infielder in their system, uh, became available, and the Cardinals were willing to spend a 40 man roster spot on Fermin. Uh, he's a 23 year old that uh, played at AAA last year. Uh, very good eye at the plate. Uh, walks and strikeouts almost in balance. Uh, hasn't shown a lot of power, but you know, is a very, very good defender. Can play multiple positions. Uh, was, was considered the best defender in the Cleveland organization as recently as 2019, according to Baseball America. So you know, uh, basically one player potentially taking the, the place of another, and Jose Fermin, who can get in that middle infield backup um, you know, situation.
2: In terms, Brian, of of the Rule Five uh, draft and what's happening, what what's the next step, and and maybe educate our listeners on what's going on with with that right now with uh, with baseball.
1: Yeah, the, the the Rule Five draft again. Players who are on a team's forty man roster are not eligible for the Rule Five draft. So the Cardinals had a decision. You know, which guys uh, are they going to protect, and which guys are they not of the eligible players, and. Um, Connor Thomas, of course, who we've talked about a lot, was the pitcher of the year in the Arizona Fall League, just an exceptional time down in Arizona. He was a, a very obvious addition to the 40-man roster, but the Cardinals uh, chose not to add several others. And what that means is, while they will likely protect him at the AAA level, an organization that might want one of these players could in fact select them in the rule five draft. And if they stayed on their major league roster the whole season, and that's the catch the whole next season, then they could stay in that organization. But if they um, d- cannot stick in the major leagues then they get returned to their, to their previous owners. So uh, Pedro Pai's the guy we talked about who bails with the rule five draft um, in Ohan Paniagua a 22-year-old who was exceptional at Palm Beach, just exceptional, moved up to Peoria and uh, didn't pitch quite as well. But uh, it was a guy that was kind of on the bubble, I think, in terms of, you know, he's, he's ranked 14 on our top uh, Cardinals prospect list right now. So we know him, was a, a good player. But again, a 22-year-old who's never pitched in A AA or A, you know, could a major league team stick him in the back of their bullpen and hold on to him all year? It appears the Cardinals are betting no.
2: That's how it works. I, I'm, I'm really curious. Was the the paniagua one was that a little surprising for you? Because I, I think there might be a team that takes a shot on him.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. And there was a there was a player some Cardinals fans will remember, a pitcher Luis Perdomo, uh, back a few years ago, who was very similar to Paniagua You know, had never gotten out of a ball, but was exceptional at that level. And the Padres took him in. You know, he's he's had a major league career. I wouldn't say he's had an exceptional major league career, but. But he did have a Perdomo I'm talking about, has had a good major league career as a, as a uh, uh, long man, uh, potential starter as well as reliever. And so, you know, another team that the, the barrier is not high for another team to pick in rule five. It's just a, it's a limited amount of cash. And, you know, the worst they can do is send the guy back. And so, you know, a guy like Paniagua or maybe Dionis uh, Rodriguez, who's another 22-year-old from the Dominican, not quite as flashy numbers as Paniagua. Uh, and, of course, like a lot of guys in Class A, all his pitches aren't – all his off-speed pitches aren't there yet. But, you know, these are the kind of guys that our, or another organization might take a flyer on. And, you know, you know could, he, could he be a John Brevia you know, in the future? Maybe. And, uh, you know, but the Cardinals will also be looking you know, they, by not having their own 40 man roster full, that means the Cardinals are also eligible to go into the rule five draft and take a look and see what other organizations might have available. So, you know, it behooved them to not fill up the 40 man roster completely at this time. And of course, you know, players could be non-tenders. There's been a lot of rumors about whether Alex Reyes is going to be offered a contract for next year and we'll know that very soon and, and as well as several others that could be taken off the 40-man uh, or trades that are made where you know, multiple players, more players off the 40-man might go the other direction than back. So, the, you know, the 40-man roster is always, always fluid, but it makes sense going into Rule 5 that the Cardinals have some flexibility to see who else is out there that might help them uh, fill some gaps that they need to fill.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting with Alex Reyes. What, what's your gut on that? What, what do you think is going to happen?
1: You know, the Cardinals have invested so much in Alex Reyes over, over time. You know, I would think that they would you know like to see him in spring training and see what they have in him. You know, that means that they're liable for, you know, for his contract, you know, estimated to be uh, not quite $3 million, and that would be decided via arbitration. Um, but, you know, that's not that much money to gamble, given how many years they put into to Alex Reyes' development. You'd just hate to see him go somewhere else and become, you know, the fireballing, you know, successful closer that he could be now the other side of the coin is you look at his recent history and you know there have been flashes of brilliance and long periods on the injured list so I you know I understand how it could go either way but if it was me I would have a hard time giving up on Alex Reyes until I could see him on the mound
2: yeah I I tend to agree with you on that one I'll wrap it up with this Uh, Brian you've got tons of content at thecardinalnation.com what are you working on right now
1: well we talk about uh, in his own word series there's still three more to go um, pitcher Ryan Lutos, um, uh, pitcher Kyle Leahy and Mike Antico, who uh, stole 73 bases this year. Uh, I'm still unloading my camera for going through several thousand photos <laughs> I've taken and showing, uh, showing highlights of some of the players. And I will, I will say so myself, got some pretty fun and interesting shots for people to, to see as well. And, uh, we're working diligently to start things over on our new top 50 prospect list. For next year they'll start rolling out next week and of course all winter long we have a weekly update on the cardinals playing winter ball in uh, latin america and um, potentially you know in australia and other countries as well so you know baseball never sleeps and it certainly doesn't at the cardinal nation
2: it's great stuff thanks brian appreciate you and uh, we'll catch up on the uh, thanksgiving eve
1: you got it dan
0: this is the story of the Wad. as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently